Well, this is a real treat. We've got Cullen Gillespie, a fullback, a special teams extraordinaire, and the only 12th man in the history of 12th men from Texas A&M to get drafted. Cullen, first things first, how you been the last few months? I know I talked with you uh, about a couple weeks ago, you and Darren Fells, and you guys were doing well. Everything's still good? Yeah, everything's still good on my end. Just, uh, you know, trying to, trying to stay in shape and, and trying to eat healthy when you don't exactly have the, the resources to do that. So. That's, uh, that's been a little bit challenging, but I guess it's kind of made me grow up as a, as a professional athlete. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Well, good, that's good to hear. And since you bring up the working out aspect, let's talk a little bit about it. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've been doing some stuff with Nick Martin and a few other teammates on the physical side of things as far as lifting weights and doing drills, right? Yeah, I've been over at uh, Martin Fitness at uh, Nick Martin's house and, and it was me, him and, and Max Sharping we had our, our 8 a.m. workout group and, and we were over there grinding. Nick's actually uh, not currently in Houston anymore or, or for the time being, but uh, we uh, we had a pretty good thing going on over there and it was it was good for me because I got to work out with two guys who are way bigger than me, so it helped uh, my strength a lot. Yeah, but I, I'm sure as offensive linemen though, they, they do have a level of respect for you. You're not just some you know wide receiver or, or skill position guy. You actually do a little dirty work when you're a fullback and what you do on special teams, right? I try to. I try. I try to help them out as much as I can. Uh, at the end of the day, I think the running game revolves around them. But if I can, uh, if I can offer a hand here and there, and, and uh, I, I think they have a little respect for me for it. Well, what was that like working out with them? Because I imagine you guys talk a lot about the season that was, and I imagine you talk a lot about about the season that's coming up here in 2020. How's everybody's frame of mind as far as being ready for football when it when it does start back up, whenever that is? Um, I mean, I think both of those guys are, are real pros. I mean, Nick's been in the league for four-ish years, and, and, and Max coming in and, and being a rookie last year with me but starting 13 games. Uh, you know, it, it's weird not being able to go into the stadium, being able to work out, but at the end of the day, it is your job, and so you had to kind of keep yourself prepared for that. And so I don't – I don't. We, we talked a lot about it, but I don't see those guys having any issues getting back onto the field and, and being ready to go for the season. At the end of the day – that's uh, what we're paid to do, so we better be ready to do it. <laughs> and ultimately, I imagine you guys collectively, not just the three of you, but the rest of your team, it's y'all are pretty darn excited and pretty optimistic about what's to come this autumn, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, just, just being able to have Zoom meetings with the guys and um, getting to meet the new guys and the new faces on our team, it seems like we have a really good team together, and, and uh, I can't be more excited to get on the field and start working with these guys and, and putting it all together. Now, what's that been like for you? Because a year ago – you were thrown into the mix after being drafted and really the pre-draft process you'd spent getting ready for pro days, getting ready for all that stuff. Whereas this time around, we've heard some guys describe all these zoom meetings and these uh, virtual OTAs as almost graduate level football work. I mean, how beneficial a, how true is that the graduate work aspect and B how beneficial has it been for you considering where you were and what you were doing a year ago? Oh, it has been great for me. Um, one of one of my things coming in the NFL, which I, I would tell coaches, is that my entire life I played defense. My first four years of college, I played defense, and then my fifth year of college, I got thrown into the, to an offense, and so I had to memorize an offense, not really learn, you know, the the inner workings of the offense and how it all works. I kind of just had to learn my job, and this is what I got to do. And then, so I spend you know six months in that offense, and then I get to the professional level, and I'm playing offense again, but it's a completely different offense. So I still had to kind of, you know, learn it on the run and learn, okay, I got to be a fullback this year and I got to be able to play this position. And so it was nice 
to have this off season to where I could really start to understand the offense better. Um, and instead of us, you know, getting thrown in to getting thrown to the wolves on the field every day and, and having to go out there and perform, it's been really cool to be able to focus on the, the mental aspect of the game and really break down how an offense works and not just what I'm doing, but what everyone else around me is doing. So it's, it's been really good. It's been super helpful for me for sure. That's great to hear. And I want to talk about special teams in a moment because you really, you made a huge impact there in 2019 on special teams, but as far as the offense goes, when, when you were on the field, it wasn't much offensively, but when you were on the field, very good things happened for the offense. How excited does that have you? I know it's kind of a throwback to the question I just asked before, but how excited personally are you knowing what you've learned over the last couple months and knowing what you might be able to help this offense do next season? Yeah, exactly. I mean, at, at the end of the day, um, I just want to help the team in any way that I can. And whether that's more at fullback or more at special teams or an increase of both or a decrease in one and an increase in the other, um, you know, that, that doesn't really matter to me. I just want to be a, be a part of the team and, and really just be able to help do what I can. Um, I've been working really hard this offseason. Uh, I've been trying to get a little bit bigger, get a little bit stronger, get a little bit faster to, to hopefully have a little more impact on offense. But um, at the end of the day, I think our coaches know best, so I'm just going to follow their lead. And, and, and if it's more, that's great. And if it's less, that's great. And I'm just going to keep doing what keep doing my job and what what I'm told to do. And that's I'm trying to do the best of my abilities. Good stuff. That's what's gotten you this far so far. So keep it up. And then as far as special teams, man, you were part of a unit last year that really, I mean, when you guys punted or when you guys kicked off, the other team was starting at a disadvantage versus the rest of the league. I mean, on kickoffs, I think they started at the 22, the 23 maybe, which is better than if you just boomed it out of the end zone and got a touchback. And then on punts, over half of Brian Anger's punts were down inside the 20 by you, you guys. That was best in the NFL. That's not something we've seen around here quite a bit of. What was it like being a part of that success and, and seeing what you guys were able to do to, to help win ball games? really? Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, a, a ton of credit to Brian and, and to Kaimi. Um, you know, to be able to cover a kick or cover a punt first, uh, and, and John Weeks as well. You know, the operation has to be there, and they do have to kick the ball. And if they don't make a very good kick, it makes it harder for us to cover. So – um, the fact that those guys did what they did and had the seasons they had, um, it, it's, it's a credit to them. Not, not only just the guys who are down there covering, but uh, the kicking, the actual kicking part of the kicking game is, is a huge deal as well. So, but it was an honor to be able to be a part of that my rookie year and being able to you know, play on all four special teams. Um, that's what I came into the league as, and that's what you know, I take pride in. And I think that we have a core group of guys on our team who, who take pride in special teams as well because – at the end of the day, that's why we're employed. Like that, like we have a job because of special teams. And so you want to take pride in what you do. And, and we have a bunch of unselfish guys who want to go out there and, and, and be the best pick kickoff team and be the best punt team. Um, and so it's great coaches put us in great positions to, to have the uh, great game plans and have a good core group of guys. So it's been a, it's been cool to be able to take something that, you know, I was super passionate about in college and step into a room of guys who are also passionate about special teams. So it's been a treat for me for sure. Yeah, it's shown on the field. I mean, because before 2018, so last year, Texans were really good on special teams. They were the year before. But before that, I mean, it had been a while. And you know, you're a Texans fan. You grew up in Katie Taylor. You would have some Brian Brayman highlights. And then few and far between, there were, there were coverage, uh, coverage highlights. It was just a tough, tough time. So you mentioned some of these core guys that are so excellent on coverage. You even add to that mix with, Guys like Michael Thomas, what's, uh, what's the ceiling, I suppose? That's a tricky question to answer, but what could be the ceiling for you guys 
as far as the coverage units go in 2020? I mean, I'm not one to put numbers on anything or make a prediction or do anything like that. Um, I think if we do our job and, and compete like we did last year, um, I, I, we were the number one or number two kickoff team in the league and, and right around there at punt. So uh, we, we pride ourselves on being the best, and, and, and uh, I think that's, that's our goal, to be the, best, be the best special teams unit that we can be and to help our team in any way possible. Um, I'm not going to say we're going to go out there and be number one, but – you know, I, I think that's, that's everyone's goals. Why, why play the game if you don't want to be the best? No doubt. All right, let's play 12 questions. The last time you and I did this, it was about 100 degrees. It was training camp. You, uh, you passed with the flying colors, but let's do it now in the air-conditioned comfort of our own homes. And let's go back, or let's get in a time machine. You are who you are right now physically, height, strength, speed, all that stuff. You get to suit up for one game at Katie Taylor. What are you doing? Give me the stat line. Where are you playing? What positions? What happens? Hmm. I'm for sure playing – I'm playing running back. Uh, if you would asked me this five years ago, I would have said quarterback. But I'm playing running back now. Actually, I'm going both ways. Running back right. and, uh, and my linebacker. And I'm, I think I'm going to go and, and – uh, you know, I don't – I want to say I want to beat the Katy Tigers. But – I think I had a lot better friends on the uh, Cinco, Cinco Ranch squad, and right. uh, we matched up a little better with them. So having me with what I am now, um, I'm not going to – Katie can go do their thing, but I, I think I'm going to have to go and whoop up on Cinco Ranch so I can uh, kind of hang that over the heads of all the dudes I played uh, junior high with. All right, how many, touchdown, how many touchdowns are you running for? Oh, at least six. Okay. At least six, probably 20 tackles, a couple sacks. It would be great. And, my, uh, my team wasn't very good in high school, so I can't be like, oh, go back to, like, this playoff team. So I'm just, I'm just taking a shot at all my buddies I went to middle school with. I go and uh, whip up on them a little bit. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Okay, you, you were pretty modest because a lot of times when I ask this question of you guys, you'll go, go full on Bobby Boucher, and it's just, you know, mayhem. But you're pretty modest, so I'll, I'll go with that. Six touchdowns, it's going to win you a game and 20 tackles, two sacks. The, the, the Taylor Mustangs come out victoriously. That's, that's good stuff. Um, yeah, that works. <laughs> Other than Gilly, what are some nicknames that you have? Oh, I mean, growing up, I had the name Sunshine. Uh, I got Sunshine a lot. Uh, I remember just, the Titans and the long yeah, hair. Yeah, the Titans, blonde hair. Pretty similar personalities there. Um, Gilly was is probably the one that has stuck the most. I mean, other than people call me 12 or 44 or whatever. Um, I think that goes with teams, but... Cullen's kind of a, a simple name. It's not hard to say. So a lot of people, um, I didn't, I didn't really have too many, too many nicknames growing up. I would say Sunshine, and then Gilly happened like my sophomore year of college. So oh, okay, so that was a that's a more recent one, huh? Yep, Gilly, Gilly is uh, uh, the more recent one, and that's kind of the one that people know me by. Other than that, most of my friends and family just call me Cullen. Gotcha. Uh, what show have you been binge watching during the pandemic? Everything, everything. I um, I just finished. Yellowstone and actually uh, booked a trip to go to Montana and go fly fishing. The show, the show, uh, really, uh, <laughs> Yellowstone's awesome. It's real. Love it. Um, right now I'm currently rewatching the office for about the 12th time. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh, we watched outer banks. Uh, I mean, I, we don't do much. So I've just been, I've been mowing through shows. <laughs> well, since you bring up the office and since you've watched it so many times, you're qualified to answer this. Which Houston Texan is most like Dwight Schrute? 
It's most like Dwight Schrute. When you're looking at a, a straight-laced guy, um, someone who's very outspoken. I mean, I don't – that's – I love – Dwight's one of my favorite characters, but I feel like putting Dwight on somebody is not, is, is not like a, a form of most, endearment. Most like. Not who is, but who's most like. Because I've asked this question before, and I've gotten some interesting answers too. I don't um, – Matt Sharping maybe a little bit. He's not quite as outspoken, but um, he is full of a ton of useless information. Really? Um, just straight facts about things that I never even thought to care about. And uh -huh. he's big into the uh, – he, he reads a lot of fan fiction and is big into like Harry Potter and stuff like that. So in terms of not necessarily the personality, but the things that – they're into and, and, and the way they kind of talk, I think I'm going to go with Max Sharping. But I trust Max Sharping has never brought a dead goose into work and tried to skin it twice? No, no, he has not done that. That's good. So that's, good for Max. thank God. Good on Max. Okay. Uh, who's your funniest teammate? Funny. Tyrell Adams is an absolute ball. That man starts talking and I, you can't help but laugh. That dude's a clown. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with TA probably. Okay. Uh, what was, if you had one, during a game, what was your welcome to the NFL moment? Huh. Uh, I think it was week two against Jacksonville. I um, was on the punt return team, and so I had to man up a, um, like a seven- or eight-year vet. And basically, um, I kind of went out there thinking, oh, I'm faster than this guy. I'll just kind of outrun him. I'm not going to hit him too hard off the line. And I, I just tried to do some college, some college level moves. And he hit me with one hand and sent me about three feet back and left me lying on my back. So that was like, okay, that moves out of the playbook. Um, I guess I'm going to have to maybe listen to my coaches and do things the right way and the techniques that they teach me, not just go out there and freestyle it. So that was, that, that was probably my, my, my welcome to the NFL moment. That's a good one. Wow. Wow. Uh, okay. Jimmy Fallon, I guess, I can't remember which game it was, but before you guys played on Sunday Night, Sunday Night Football, you know where I'm going with this. He said, he had your picture and said, you're most likely to, res you resemble most likely a background character in Sh the Shrek uh, series. What was your reaction to that? How'd you hear about that? And how much grief have you gotten for it? Oh, um, I haven't, got <clears throat> I haven't gotten that much grief. Um, because it is kind of cool to, to, to be on the uh, Jimmy Fallon show. Yeah. So that's, that's – uh, I think a lot of my friends and my family thought it was cool. But they also claimed immediately the resemblance that they saw. And I was a little bit uneasy about that. I was like – I mean, and I saw the picture. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, I, I kind of get it. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I do look like a, an extra in Shrek. But it is what it is. Um, it could have been a lot worse, man, because another guy who played for the Texans who had long blonde hair, kind of like you, Brooks Reed, a few years back, I remember before, before he went on, or when he went on one time, Fallon said, he looks like somebody who would call your sister a prime piece. So, I mean, that's, I think Shrek Villager is better than that. Oh, that is, that is much better. Um, yeah, no, Shrek Villager works great. <laughs> I'm, a big fan, I'm a big fan of Shrek, too, so uh, it's uh, not, really, not really a problem here, but. I, uh, I definitely, it definitely opened up some of my friends and family's eyes that uh, 
I do look like that and I'm not going to admit to that, but it's cool. That works. Okay. So, uh, you, you have long blonde hair. I'm probably the 9,941st person to ask you how long have you been growing it? How long do you plan to grow it? Um, so I started growing it like at the end of my sophomore year of college or I redshirt freshman year. Um, but I, I keep it at the same length. So it, I don't just, and once, once it gets to about here, it starts to get hot. And so I keep it there and I try and keep it healthy and try and look good. I'm still waiting on a, um, some type of shampoo hair. Oh, deal. You t- I was going to ask, that was going to be my next question. So like Prell and Perp Plus haven't come to Pantene, none of the, none of the peas? No, I've, uh, I've DM Pantene a couple of times, still waiting yeah. for a response from them. Um, really, the way I put it is I don't really care. My hair is completely up for sale. I will go with any shampoo company anywhere. If they want to pay me to have the hair, I'm all in. Okay, that's a, that's a good attitude. You're 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 welcoming and uh, you're you're giving everyone a chance at the success. That's cool. That's cool. Okay, so we had some technical difficulties on my end. Bad internet. I'm sorry. I'm going to get with the folks from uh, my internet provider. I won't say their name and call them out like that. Colin, you're a good sport for sticking with me. You just had a birthday, man. What did you get for your birthday? What was your best birthday present? Um. I got some new flip flops. Oh yeah. From, from, uh, I got some flip flops for my parents and, um, for all of the listeners that are above 21 years old, uh, my parents got me a nice bottle of tequila. So there you go. Um, is it still around or has it been drunk? It is still around. It is still around. Um, you know, it's nice when, cause you want to like spread it yeah, out. I've been, I've been holding off. I've been trying to save it, but really I just, uh, I had some friends, um, come down to our house in Galveston and just hung out. And so that was really all I needed. I didn't really. <laughs> okay, folks. So you just, uh, you this just got let it Yeah. This is supposed to happen. This is where is oh. back. <laughs> I have two, full disclosure, Cullen, I have two wiener dogs and they bark when a gnat coughs across the street. They, they think they're, they're bulletproof tigers in their mind. So somebody probably just walked by or something and, they were letting their presence be felt. Uh, okay, what's the best birthday present you've ever had? Best birthday present I've ever gotten. Um, was probably uh, my parents got me a truck for my 16th birthday. So, so that was pretty cool. And then um, a couple years ago, my dad took us to uh, Louisiana on a, on a fishing trip to a Hackberry Rod and Gun. Got to, got to go and, and, and spend the day out on the, uh, out on the water and, and have some father-son and brother bonding time. So. Those are, those are pretty, pretty up there for uh, some of the best presents I've gotten. That's awesome. Do you get to fish much? Um, I try to as much as I can. Um, now, you know, just kind of like working out in the mornings, it's only an hour to Galveston. So, so I head down there every now and then and, uh, and, and it's easy because like I said, my family has a house there. So uh, I'm usually down there at least once a week and, and, and try to, I mean, it's, it's fishing. It's not catching. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not- I was in that same boat on Saturday. We, uh, we threw a lot of shrimp in the water. Didn't, didn't work out too well. Yeah, uh, you, you, I don't, you might've already done this, but if you haven't, you need to take Brian anger, your punter down there with you. He spear fishes. Like he's, I know that's very common topic of conversation with us riding on the bus yeah. uh, for near each other. He's always showing me crazy pictures of him like scuba diving. Cause he, uh, he has his house in Tampa and he's got an awesome boat and he's always going off on oil rigs and, and stuff. I don't know. That's a little, it seems cool and I would definitely want to do it, but I don't know. The ocean's a pretty scary place and, and <laughs> deep diving where you got fish all around you and you know, there's sharks there. Um, yeah. 
I don't really get too scared wade fishing, but I feel like deep diving next to an oil rig would uh, freak me out just a little bit. It's understandable. That's uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, final question: What's the last thing you cooked, and when was it? The last thing I cooked was uh, a Cajun fettuccine Alfredo, um, and that was last Wednesday. I want to say it's pretty good. It was, yeah, I mean, okay, well. I consider like that was something I cooked versus like buying a pre-made meal. Like I bought a, I love H-E-B and I had a pre-made salmon meal for lunch. Um, but I don't really count that as me cooking. That's just more of just sticking in the oven for 20 minutes. But <laughs> I made a Cajun fettuccine Alfredo last week and it was uh, incredible. It had the, uh, you know, sauteed my shrimp and sauteed my sausage. And then I had to make the sauce from the, uh, from the saute that was already there. So it was a real spicy, cheesy. It was awesome. I'd be yeah. making it again. Yeah, and you're you're in the you're in the majority. You know, when I ask this question of your teammates, most of them are kind of like in the last week, last few days. Taiwan Jones, who's now with the Bills, when I asked it of him, he hadn't cooked in three years since Mother's Day. So you beat that <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, you could ask Duke Johnson that question. He's always cooking up something crazy. Yeah. I, mean, I know he has a, a chef that just kind of with him sometimes and and walks him through it, and, and he's. Uh, he hasn't cooked for me. I, uh, I got to spend Thanksgiving with my family, but uh, I know he had a couple of the guys over the running back room last year for Thanksgiving, and he cooked a big spread for them all. So they ate um, well, huh? And I need to, I need to get on that. I need to go and, and try some of his food and see how he's, see see if he knows what he's doing. Well, get on it, Colin Gillespie. Hey, you take the prize. You're a good sport. You stayed on the line despite my crappy internet. You uh, you laughed through the dogs bark, and that's what we do here in a, in a pandemic. You know, you just got to roll with punches. I appreciate exactly. your patience. It was an exact representation of meetings for the last month and a half that we've had. <laughs> In the background, people are, uh, you know, babysitting, doing all types of stuff. Someone forgets to mute their mic and dogs are barking. So if anyone's curious what the uh, Texas meetings are like, they're a little bit like that. That's awesome. I, I feel better now. I feel like I'm part of the, uh, part of the, you know, the majority in that, that aspect. Well, hey, appreciate the time again. Best of luck in getting ready for 2020. Can't wait to see you on the field this season. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a fun one, man. Take care. I'm excited. Appreciate it.